Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. We'll catch up with longtime Nebraska assistant Ron Brown next hour. Tis the season, right? As uh, you've got portal, you've got recruiting, you've got uh, playoff, uh, a ton going on. Brandon Vogel, counter read with us. As a reminder about your friends at Dyer Law, workers' compensation, confused about the options for workers' compensation, put your trust in the team at Dyer Law to help ensure that your rights are protected and you get the settlement you deserve. Call Dyer Law today, 402-393-7529, or visit Dyer.Law to chat with a trusted professional about workers' comp. Dyer.Law, Dyer.Law. Vogues, you are hunkered in the football office Got your recruiting hat on, man. How are we doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are good. We are going to hammer the Dylan Riola visit, and we're going to absolutely hammer Husker Volleyball v. Pitt. Of course, Brandon Vogel wrote Dream Like a Champion with the National Volleyball Coach of the Year, John Cook. So we'll get both of those hit. But, Vogues, we were kind of chewing on plan A and B uh, right now with no McCord. And maybe no Kalen, your plan A is Riola. Uh, your thoughts and reaction at that plan A uh, presumably wins a starting job. Playing as a true freshman in the Big Ten, uh, that's Nebraska's potential situation at quarterback next year. Yeah, um, I don't think it's it, it beats the alternative. So I'd break it down this way. I think there are three potential avenues here. Um, and with that said, like, I think, you know, most people out there, like most people out there, I feel good about this, this Riola visit. Like, you know, if, if Nebraska can get him, okay. So assuming that's the case, well, not even assuming that three scenarios, lowest on the list, Nebraska, something falls apart during this visit. Doesn't happen. Nebraska goes into next season and there's a long time to go before then with basically a QBs it has on the roster now. Um, suboptimal. B would be you get Riola, and that's what you got. You got the QBs on the roster plus Riola. Option A, which would still be at the top of the list for me and I think is important, would be you have Riola, and you're also still looking in the transfer portal, portal for somebody who is not Kyle McCord, but um, – Something that gives you a little bit of experience. Casey Thompson. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was in Lincoln. We can't we can't deny that he, he's still uh, in Lincoln. <laughs> okay, well, get him on the show. Have you tried? Have you reached out? See, I, I have not called. Town? I have not called Charles recently. No, but but maybe we can um, talk to Charles tomorrow. The the option A it seems. I mean, it's going to be hard to pull off at this point. You know. The other two quarterbacks who haven't committed elsewhere, Nebraska is linked to, um, Cam Ward and Will Howard, 
are are Will Will Rod Will Howard Will Howard Will Howard um, yes <laughs> um, are, are you know they can go anywhere like so that's going to be a tough one like does Nebraska get back into the transfer market with with that piece of it to to your original question though um, let's say it's it's Riola and what you have on the roster presumably you know there, there's a long time to go before before next fall and see what that makeup looks like. Since 2018, there've been 25 star quarterbacks. There's been one that's basically been the day one starter. And that was JT Daniels in 2018. Mm. Trevor Lawrence was like in the mix that same season and kind of took over that job in, in uh, after I think about three or four games at Clemson and was great. Um, top 10 QBR, like, the Trevor Lawrence we saw his entire college career and now see in the NFL. Dante Moore at UCLA, who's currently in the transfer portal, was kind of that, minus like some Chip Kelly mental jujitsu where he was the starter, but not the starter sometimes. And it kept going, it kept going back and forth. So that's what you got. You got three out of 20 guys of the best quarterbacks in the country. And those five stars, JT Daniels kind of be an exception, tend to pan out. You've got a handful of other guys like Cade Klubnick at, at Clemson, um, Connor Wegman at AM, uh, Caleb Williams at OU, who kind of took over those jobs eventually in their true freshman season. But like putting the, the starter tag on a true freshman, no matter how good they are, at the top of the top, it doesn't happen very often. But Brandon, I mean, there's a lot of guys though that may not have gotten it in your mind you kind of alluded to it at the end but they eventually worked into that starting role and like the the one that comes to the top of mind you didn't mention is Tua and he didn't get that opportunity until the college football playoff but he steps in and performs really really admirably I know Quinn Ewers is a bit of an exception because he reclassified but then he comes back down to Texas and what would have been his true freshman year and takes over the starting role there and does really really well so I, I think there's there is a slight difference between being the guy from the day you first step foot on campus and the guy who wins the job. But traditionally with these five-star high-level quarterbacks, once you do get on the field, you don't let go of the reins of that starting job very often. No, you don't. Um, and I mean, and, and the JT Daniels example is, is kind of a good one. You know, he's the only one of all of the quarterbacks that we just mentioned and all the guys you just mentioned, Elijah, that was like, yep, game one, we're going with the true freshman. Uh, it's like the second time it had ever happened in USC history, I think. And he was, he was okay. I wrote it down somewhere. I think, yeah, 14 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 59% completion. As a true freshman at USC, that team went five and seven. Well, what happened to JT Daniels after that? He went to Georgia. He went to West Virginia. He finished his career at Rice. And so it goes. Um, so, I mean, it's just like, like I said, I think, the differentiation for me is like it beats the alternative probably like if you let's let's say Ryola signs and and that's what Nebraska has like do you go into the year thinking yeah Chubby's Chubba Purdy or Heinrich Harburg is is maybe your starter and Ryola's going to be there and you've got some time for him to like just make it obvious that he's the guy maybe you do um I feel better about that option um I mean, it, it's a little bit of kind of magical thinking, uh, like the scenario that we thought early in the week where, okay, maybe you get a Kyle McCord who gives you one bridge year and Riola can just take his time. It's the Arch Manning model. And um, 
that was, that was a luxury. That was always a luxury. And that may not, may not be unfolding. So I think your next best option then, if you're a Nebraska fan is, well, you get the most talented quarterback you can find. And, and Dylan Raiola is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country. Brandon Vogel's with us from Counter Read, counterread.com, at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Vogues, here's what I, I think. I think you're going to get Raiola. I think once Chubb is healthy enough to, to move on, I think he looks elsewhere. Uh, I think you still probably have Harburg. And I don't know, I don't quite know about Kalen. I would assume he'd go look at Michigan State. But I know Michigan State's got Childs following Jonathan Smith to, to, from Oregon State to Michigan State. And I know Michigan State's also bringing in another high school quarterback this weekend. So, you know, your chips are all in on Raiola, and it's been that from, from day one with, with Rule. I mean, that's who he's wanted as quarterback. He's really excited that to land a guy like that, and the door's back open. But, you know, if I'm Nebraska, I, I'm with you. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd, like, a, I'd like an option – with experience to go to, and you may not have that. You may have to just write it out. Do you like Nebraska's setup next year to support a would-be true freshman starter, i.e. what you got coming back on offense and what you have in the defense? Uh, Defensively, definitely. I mean, getting Isaac Gifford back was probably – about as big a move as Nebraska could have made in the transfer portal that they didn't have to go to the transfer portal to make, um, you know, a, a quarterback would be big. And that's, that's the other piece of this is Nebraska have enough offensively to, to support that. I can't say yes at this point. It's not a definite no, but you know, the, the McCord thing with, with Julian Fleming, the Ohio state wide receiver who was in town on at least one of the days that that McCord was here, like they still have a need at, at wide receiver. And, you know, based on what we're seeing, what we're hearing, like it doesn't seem like there's another natural option for that. Who knows? Maybe Fleming still comes, um, though it seems a little bit less likely than it did a couple of days ago. So that's the piece of it. Like Nebraska is going to play good defense. Um, are they automatically going to play better defense than they did the year we just saw? You could make an argument for that, but I'm I'm just I've, I've done this enough to to not want to take that for granted. So you gotta you gotta make some improvements on offense. You gotta score more than 18 points a game. I mean, point blank. And can can you do that with a true freshman quarterback of the caliber of Dylan Rola? Yeah, maybe. Um, you could do it by just avoiding avoiding turnovers to the level that you did, but. They didn't mean to turn all, turn the ball over all the times that they did this year. It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brandon, to volleyball we go. I'm not sure if you've seen this yet. The Huskers getting a hell of a welcome in Tampa as they get off the bus and make their way into the stadium. It was thousands of fans there to greet them. Uh, attention it turns to Pitt. Give me your thoughts on Pitt. Pitt, I think, is the underdog in this matchup, as they probably should be. But it's still a very dangerous team. What is it? I shouldn't say what's at stake tonight, but what is the matchup for Nebraska tonight? Where do you think they have an advantage, and where does this Pitt team worry you? Uh, I mean, Pitt's, Pitt's really well-rounded. I would agree with you. Nebraska, Nebraska's the favorite here. Pitt playing in the ACC, um, kind of – and, and as, a, as something as a, of a newcomer to this kind of elite group of college volleyball programs in the last, you know, five, six, seven years, um, 
doesn't come – they're a little bit like Washington in the college football playoff, I'd say, this year. You know, it's like Alabama – yeah, it, it didn't look like the Alabama we've seen for much of the season, but, like, we know what that program is, right? Um, Michigan has been there uh, of late. So Pitt's kind of in that in that group. But statistically, like, their numbers are, are better than anybody's in the Final Four. Like, in terms of – their own hitting percentage, which is ranked, I think, third nationally. Opponent hitting percentage, they led the country. They're actually one spot ahead of Nebraska. Now, do you make a strength of schedule adjustment for the ACC? Sure. Um, but this is this is a really well-rounded pit team. It's a it's a complete team that I expect is gonna gonna really push Nebraska. It's it's the best team they've they've faced in probably since playing Wisconsin um, and maybe minus the Badgers, the best team they've, they've probably faced all year, depending on how you feel about Stanford. Vogues, hang on for us. If you got a little overtime, if not, just shut the lights off on us, but I want to go a couple more minutes next segment. If you're okay with that. Yep. I can do that. All right. Vogues will touch a little bit more on the final four Husker volleyball V pit and some closing thoughts from Vogues as well on, this uh, sprint to signing day and uh, Riola watch 2023. Hail Varsity continues. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. A few more minutes. Brandon Vogel with his thoughts on the Husker Volleyball Final Four and Nebraska's recruiting chase 2024 at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Counter read, counterread.com is where you can find Brandon Vogel, Aaron Sorensen doing good stuff. So, Vogues, uh, as we look at this Nebraska volleyball team, we'll get back to recruiting the rap, but this team has done what for you as you've watched the beginning of the season, 92,000 Memorial Stadium to this point. What's a word that you would pick to describe this season and this squad with John Cook? So far, I would say singular, um, which is kind of the best, I think, compliment I can pay Nebraska volleyball because they're so good and they're so consistent that you kind of start a bunch of these seasons and be like, well, yeah, you just kind of put them in the you put them in the final four, right? Because that's what they do. They make the final four. They're going to be really good, and you know, there's going to be some tough Big Ten matches. They'll be they'll test themselves in non conference play, but this, you know, from starting the season essentially with the big showcase at, at Memorial stadium to, you know, a huge road win over Stanford to finally snapping a long losing streak against Wisconsin and doing this with, with a pretty young team. um, It it stands out in a very, very crowded field of also excellent Nebraska volleyball teams. And, you know, I think the, you get to this stage in the tournament and and anything can happen in these, these matches. So I'm trying to keep myself from being like, well, they got to win the title to like cement that Um, though. That's probably how I'll feel in the immediate aftermath. If Nebraska falls a little bit short. Um, But I think with more time to pass, like this, this has been a very, very fun and enjoyable Nebraska team to just watch. Um, and, and and most Nebraska volleyball teams are. It stands out for that reason. Brandon, does it not feel like to you like the most fitting way for this volleyball season to end, not just for Nebraska, but for the sport as a whole, is Nebraska versus Wisconsin in the title match? That that feels like, I don't want to call it inevitable because there's a lot that needs to happen. Texas, a great squad this year. Pitt, a very, very good team this year. 
But that is the matchup that it feels like this season deserves to have at the end. It, it would be it would be massive, and I think you know, um, unless you're a Pitt or Texas fan, if you're just a fan of volleyball in general, with that match moving to Sunday afternoon, you know, high profile slot, which women's sports have have, you know, over recent years, but over a long period of time, have have been building towards and, and more than earned. Like, it wouldn't get any bigger than than a rubber match between Nebraska and Wisconsin. Um, so fingers crossed, fingers crossed for, for volleyball, just the sport in general that, that will get that. Vogues to wrap with you. And thanks again for the time. Uh, we, we mentioned just in your words, perfect singular with this Nebraska volleyball team. It's similar to getting the, the right five-star quarterback, what it can do to flip a program, flip a team. There's not many out there that, that are as good as advertised. And from a skill standpoint, Raiola looks like that if, if everything translates. Let's fast forward to Wednesday. Do you think, do you think Dylan brings some Louie with him? <laughs> uh, brings some, some of that, that, that talent that he's tight with and, and makes a, a really fun class uh, even bigger and better uh, that they want to come play football with them? Or do you think it's too little too late? And I'm talking Wingo and Baker specifically. I, no, I mean, I think it's, I think it's possible. The, the big question is just the numbers, which are with the transfer portal and the COVID years and NIL scholarships. Uh, like it's almost impossible to, to even try and keep track of. So that would be the biggest, I think, uh, the biggest hurdle to to clear i mean we saw a guy this week in in jackson lee like i don't know this for a fact but let's call it what it is like it seems like he kind of got processed like i don't think he flipped from nebraska to tulsa um it's just the way it is unfortunately um so that's how much of that is nebraska willing to do how much of that is able to do it's it's hard to say but you know i think as, as we've we've talked about and I think outlined pretty clearly like Raiola is like all chips are 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 on that number at the moment for for the next couple of days and if you get anything beyond that um, consider it a bonus as we head towards early signing period next week love it Vogues tell folks about Cow to read how they can uh, get a hold of you and get subscribed Yep, you can visit us at counterread.com. It's a twice-weekly newsletter from myself and Aaron Sorensen. Uh, Aaron had a great story today on on Becca Alec and just kind of how hard she took last year's loss as a freshman, which is interesting, but also, like, she had some amazing quotes Becca did in this this story about just the value of, like, being a team. Um, so I would encourage everybody to check that out and read it. We are running a discount for as long as Nebraska is alive in the, the NCAA tournament. Um, so depending on how you feel about tonight, uh, get there now. Uh, but you can get 20% off an annual subscription. Check us out. And uh, try to keep it pretty simple. Two good things that you hopefully want to read a week. That is outstanding. Brandon Vogel at Brandon L. Vogel, counterread.com. Vogels will check in uh, Saturday with the weekend edition. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. 
Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning.